All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show from season 17 of NBC's The Voice, Mr. Will Bremen. What is up, Will? What up, Brad? It's doing great over here in Santa Barbara. How are you, man? Doing good, man. I'm, I'm down here in uh, in Mississippi, just north of New Orleans, Louisiana, in southern Mississippi. Oh, man. New Orleans is a very, very good place in my heart. That's where I really wanted to start doing music, is uh, going to New Orleans and listening to some of the jazz players. It's been a lot of fun. Love that city. Isn't it, isn't it just a mecca of music? It's just like the most, most like, diverse. You can, you can hear any, any genre of music in New Orleans. Yeah, no, one of the most formative things for me growing up was when I was like 14, right? And um, I was out there, my, my dad and I, we helped out our church um, not long after uh, Hurricane Katrina had hit. We went out to help do stuff. And I mean, for me, being 14, they don't ask you to do much. It's like yeah. carrying like a bag of concrete from one truck to another truck. Right. You know? But uh, during the off days, we went to uh, Preservation Hall one night. And um, just hearing the, the the camaraderie there, and just these all these emotions just uh, evoked through music, um, that was kind of the moment for me where I was just like, okay, I want to do this for the rest of my life. That's amazing, man! Amazing story. All right, thank you. Let's jump into this. So obviously, your life's changed a little bit in the last last week or so. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy week and a half. <laughs> I can imagine. So so you you really wowed the judges. You got a three chair turn. Um, I, guess I got a two-chair turn. Oh, I thought it was three chairs. You got two chairs. I mean, Kelly, I think, wanted to turn her chair after a while. But, no, I just turned John and Gwen's chair. wonder why I'm thinking three chairs. I, that's okay. Maybe it was, maybe Kelly threw me for a loop on that one. Um, yeah. But but regardless, um, talk about your blind audition a little bit. How happy were you with your performance? I mean, like, going through it uh, was was kind of a process. It was cool to see it again last Monday when it premiered. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see just kind of the nuances of what was being, of what was happening. Um, I thought I honestly it sounded that day a lot worse, so I'm very happy with how it, it, it turned out. Um, you know, because when you're up there, it's, it's very, for me... Um, it got very distracting hearing uh, the audience, seeing all the lights, uh, seeing you know, knowing everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a very big sensory experience for me, so it was hard to really keep concentrated. Um, but so we got through the song. Um, about halfway through, I'm realizing still no one is turning their chairs, and I'm like panicking in my head. I'm, I'm on the second verse, and I'm thinking, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, someone please, please, please turn their chair. And so I do this falsetto -y bit, and then that's when both John and then Gwen push their buttons, and that just turned into this giant. Yeah. It's just this, this sigh of relief. So now I'm just like, yes, okay, good. Now let's rock and roll. Let's have some fun with this. Yeah, man. I bet that's like 100,000 pounds off your chest when you saw that happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and more. So kind of walk us through the night before the audition. Like, how, how, how did you sleep? Did you, get, did you get any sleep at all? Well, uh, the night before the audition was interesting, um, you know. Uh, they didn't tell me until late that I was going to be um, doing it that day. And so um, that whole process, you know, as it gets closer and closer and closer to the to the airing and to the taping of it, um, it, 
I'm getting I'm getting my song down, you know. I, I think you said this in your podcast with Brendan Lasseter, one of my best friends on the show. Yeah, she's awesome. That, um, that, you know, as you get closer to it, a lot of us, a lot of us are really becoming one with our song. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're working to make sure that all the kinks are out. And that's... Um, you know, we get up there and just give the best performance possible, right? But it's still, uh, we're still human. It's still an anxious moment, you know? And I know I was building anxiety that whole time. So uh, the night before, when I found out, you know, it was a good relief. Okay, I know I'm getting my shot. I know I'm on this day, so we'll be okay. Um, I took a bunch of NyQuil to, to sleep. Ah. Because I knew I wasn't going to otherwise. I knew I was going to just be up thinking it, thinking it through, yeah. and going it through in my head, and it worked way too well. Um, <laughs> I woke up that I woke up early that morning, and that's when you start doing uh, the green room stuff. That's when they take you over. And I just remember, you know, my mom was interviewing for her thing. You see her interview do during um, my intro. Yeah. And she's talking more about me growing up and. Um, you could see me on the other side with just this deer in the headlights look, just like, what's happening? <laughs> like, oh. Thankfully, the NyQuil woke, uh, woke up. Thankfully, the NyQuil wore off uh, by the time um, I got to do my blind audition. But yeah, that morning was quite a, kind of a head trip. But I'm glad I did that because otherwise I probably would have felt much worse had I just let myself stay up the whole night. Yeah, man. Think about NyQuil too. You got is, is whenever I take it, I get like the NyQuil hangover. I mean, I'll 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 sleep, yeah, but then the next day I'm like groggy all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that too. That was me. <laughs> totally. All right. So, walk us through the, the the moment as you're actually the doors open up and you're walking out to the stage. I mean, do you remember any of that, or is there just kind of a void there, or is that? Are you really nervous? I mean, are you just talking to yourself? Like, this is the big, big moment? Or what's going through your mind? You know, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite of a lot of the people who I've heard interviews say, like, it was all a blur. I don't remember much. I remember everything. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think in a way, like, with all that buildup, I knew that my stress was building up just so that I could get my shot and now that it was there I feel like my adrenaline was just like okay we're done here see you later um, we, you don't need us for this um, I mean don't get me wrong it's still very much a nerve wracking experience but uh, more so I was just in a sense of awe like wow this is actually happening this is actually working out um, and as I get up there you know I climb the steps it's just kind of more of that feeling of alright well Whatever happens here, I got my opportunity, and that's all I could ever ask for. Awesome, man. So, one of the highlights of the whole audition, other than the chair turns, is you got to sing with John Legend. So, I got to hear about that. I mean, what what was going through your mind when he walked up there? Ooh, man. (laughs) How much time do we got? Um, Yeah. No, uh, with Legend, that that came out of nowhere. Um... I mean, uh, the good news is, you know, this is like a a great lesson in how luck is uh, preparation plus opportunity. You know, prior to being on the show, uh, I I was building, uh, 
I'm still am building a significant following in the Central Coast, playing songs, playing wineries, breweries, weddings, bars, pubs, like all these different spots. So most of the time I'm playing covers and I'm going to play covers of stuff that I like. And I grew up listening to John Legend, you know? Um, so Ordinary People has been, has been a song that I've been playing for years that I knew like the back of my hand. Um, and uh, in a way, you know, when I'm up there, um, I'm, it's true that I grew up with that song. You know, but I feel like I wouldn't just want to just name any random song in, in the event that that happens, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so, so part of me, you know, this wasn't the, ama- the main thing, but part of me was thinking like, oh, I grew up with Ordinary People, and then in parentheses, a song that I've been playing for years, no like the back of my hand, and yeah. hopefully can sing on a moment's notice. Uh, but... Um, no, the, the sentiment was real, you know. I grew up listening to his music. Uh, so uh, when he actually said, sing a little Ordinary People for us, every you, I froze for a second. I'm like, you, are you serious? I can tell your reaction. You can see it in your, in your body language. And I'm like, okay, you want me to sing another song? Um, okay, right now? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, we'll sing it together. And I couldn't even talk. Man. I'm just like... What? Yeah. This is like I was expecting the record tape to scratch, and then it like yeah. pauses, and then you see me in like narrator form. Like, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Um, or I was expecting like Ashton Kutcher to come out and be like, ah, you got punk. You're punk. You got punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like wh- wh- where is he when I need him, right? But. Uh, uh, thankfully, you know, whatever I did, I think I just did a hand motion, just like, yeah, you did, you did. Come on, let's get this done. Um, was, uh, it, you know, just blew my mind. And then he actually came up, and there's like this weird thing when you're interviewing with, um, with the coaches afterwards, is that, uh, they're far enough away, it's, it's a lot smaller in the studio, you know? Um, so they look, they're, they're definitely a lot closer up than it may seem, but, uh, there's still this kind of wall there where it feels like, okay, I'm just seeing something on TV that's happening, right? It's that, it's that feeling of, okay, well, whatever's happening in front of me is just over there. It's not actually like, it's a weird sense of it not like being real life Mm -hmm. and happening like right in front of me. So when Legend came up, and we shook hands and everything. I was just like, okay, you're real. This is actually, this is for real. Like, I can see you right here. Like, yeah. wow. So, so that, there, there was that disconnect. I didn't expect that to happen. But, uh, once that barrier broke down, you know, uh, we got to work. Um, one thing I like to talk about, they don't, they didn't air it for obvious reasons, which was, uh, just this quick moment. I asked him what key he wanted the song in. Yeah. And I didn't think that one through fully. I'm like, okay, well, what key do you want this in? Um, and he told me, well, let's play it in the original key. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, in hindsight, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why did I just ask that of the guy who wrote the friggin' song? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, that's true. That's a good point. But uh, once we went through it, um, it, it, it worked out really nicely. He was very good at directing everything. He let me know, hey, sing this next part. And then um, it all worked out. It yeah. all worked out, and uh, 
my gosh it, that was one of the coolest moments of my life man um y you can't make those things up you can't just you know it, i i don't know like i don't know i mean i'm single right um i and so i feel bad for whoever uh, if i get married you know because that's going to be up there like what's going <laughs> to be the better memory here singing with legend getting married yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah that's pretty <laughs> yeah you gotta be careful with that one man we may, we may just want to have to keep that one in your pocket yeah gonna have to just like yeah, yeah. maybe later on in like my memoir or there something you go. after I die or whatever so, so let me ask you this so so I mean you picked John Legend to be your your coach um, did you have any other coaches in mind before you, you did the blind audition the John just basically just bring it to the house once you guys sign together you know I think I did a bad job of talking about this um, on the show which is like Glenn Stefani I would have been more than happy to work with sure you know I mean in Santa Barbara it's like the law to listen to bands like No Doubt Slightly Stupid I don't know uh, Sublime you know they're all kind of in that same yeah. genre at least in my head of like that type of dub or reggae you know so, uh, I mean, it would have been awesome to work with her. She has such a unique style to her. You know, I think we'd work off each other really cool because I'm, I'm one kind of style of weird and she has her own style, you know, that is distinctly her own. Um, that would have been cool. Um, working with Kelly would have also been a lot of fun. Um, and so, same with Blake, but they didn't turn, they didn't press their buttons. <laughs> yeah. Um... So it's got to be a strange feeling also to be standing up there after your song and watching these legends, like, fight over you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I relate to Brendan Lassiter very much, where it's like, bro, you guys just met me. What do you, why are you fighting over me? You guys are... <laughs> these are collectively four of the best are most well-known, most popular, most accomplished musicians in their field. I just feel kind of like a novice in front of them, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so to see to see all that go down, um, I mean, it was humbling for sure because it's like, wow, you guys like me, but uh, you know, I, I I couldn't really wrap my mind around it. You know, it's just it's cool because I've been doing music for a long time. Um, I've been a solo artist for the better part of two years, and prior to that, I've been working professionally in bands for a long time. You know. So uh, I've been spending a lot of time on the road, really working on my craft, really spending time in the shed, just making everything, you know, work, you know, make it seem like my own style and just try and make a living off this. So to see that happen was just the biggest freaking affirmation to um, yeah. all the hard work that I put into it. Yeah, so well said, man. And I'm guessing that it's going to be, you know, getting more gigs is going to be easier now too because this is the thing the thing the beauty of, of this of your blind audition and anybody who actually makes the show is this is on your resume forever oh yeah no forever. Um, it is and uh I, I can already you know working in the central coast uh working in the winery scene uh we'll see we'll see what happens but uh it's cool to know that after this i could very easily make a living just yes. playing out here i mean i want to do more than that i obviously want to tour i want to put out more music you know but uh 
to know that I at least have this to to back up with, you know, to, to have this like as a foundation by which to make everything else work is really awesome. Yeah, man. You know, absolutely. Um, all right, what about some advice? Because I've asked I asked this question to Brennan also. What's some advice that you could share with someone who's thinking about trying out for next season? Don't even think about it. Just do it. Yeah. You know, um, the, this what happened to me is like. And, and if you try out more than if you try out once and get a no the first time, keep working on yourself. You know, keep working on your craft and just do better next time. Because sometimes that opportunity shows up. You know, uh, in my case, um, I auditioned when I was 23. Um, so a few years ago, uh, I did the open call auditions in LA because they do those, mm-hmm. um, and it went nowhere for me. It went nowhere. Uh, that that was where the first time I just they didn't they didn't make me go forward. They said just come back next season. And yeah, it sucked, but it also motivated me to continue uh, being a better musician, mm-hmm. to continue writing, just to um, make more um, to, to make more music and to uh, to get better at what I do. And uh, two years later, what ended up happening is another opportunity showed up, which is um, in L.A. Um, the, the show The Voice was sponsoring open mics at a, a local um, venue called the Hotel Cafe which is a well-known-ish singer-songwriter venue in LA um, that John Mayer I believe has played at Katy Perry I think got her start there and I knew of it I've seen a lot of great artists come through there uh, but at the same time I was still jaded from two years ago so I sent um, I sent them my, my info um, and thinking, okay, how many thousand people are gonna gonna do this? How many people are you gonna have to look at? Here's the, the minimum. You're never even gonna see this, you know. Um, and in a way that that was backed up with the confidence of knowing, okay, I'm still a good musician. I'm still working, you know, doing what I do, you know. But this would just be a cool opportunity. And six months later, they gave me the call, like, we like you. We want you to be a part of this open mic. Also, can you audition for this season? Nice. And uh, so to hear all that is just like, wow, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome, you know? So, so I guess for me, that's a lesson in, like, you know, take that risk, you know? Uh, do, do, do it. You know, I did it without question. And at the same time, if they say no, don't let that phase you. Yeah, that's good advice, man. All right, so uh, last last thing I got for you is I always want to give the guests an opportunity to tell the listeners out there where they can follow you. Do you have? I'm not sure if you do social media. I couldn't find you on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Okay, cool. Let's tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter and your social media because that's going to come in handy once they have the voting. Absolutely. So my website is Will Bremen Music. My last name is spelled B-R-E-M like Mary, A-N like Nathan. So B-R-E-M-A-N music.com. All my social media handles, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, my SoundCloud even, everything you can find me under is uh, Will Bremen Music. Um, I also have an EP that I put out in March. It's the Santa Barbara Soul Music EP. Mm. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you uh, can do. You can get your luscious streaming services at you know. And um, yeah, catch me anywhere around the Central Coast. I'm still playing shows as of right now. And uh, don't be afraid to say hi. I'm the guy with the blue hair. 
All right. Well, Will, I appreciate you doing the show. And I want you to come back when, when, when you know a little bit down the road once we get Absolutely, further along. Absolutely, Brad. Let's make that happen.